You thought it was all over, right? You thought we'd just discuss Def Jam Fight for New York in issue 337, volume 7 of Gain of Rinse and be done with it? But it's not over. It's never over. Hi, my name is Michiel Kroder, and here to speak about the not often spoken about death and competitive scene of Aki Kor and EA's urban style versus Brawl Fest, or shall we just say fighting game, Def Jam Fight for New York, is the perpetual second best player of the game in tournament settings and number one driving force behind the game's community, Joseph Baggy, better known in that community as Joey Bag of Donuts. Joey, thanks so much for coming on our podcast and, uh, and have th- having this conversation with me. Hey, happy to be here, man. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Perpetual second placer. Dang, man, that's that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a fr- friendly ribbing there. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a burn right there for me. Like, <laughs> I look at that and I'm like, king of second bananas again. <laughs> but your your time will come, right? Yeah, no. Uh, the, the CEO, I'm gunning for first, and currently on the weeklies that started up. You know, we I'm been the current reigning champ for. Over a month now, I believe. No, no, at, no, a month exactly so far. My bad. Um, so nice. I'm um, I'm no longer perpetual perpetual second placer. <laughs> I am I am I'm gunning for top this year. <laughs> good, good. That's uh, yeah. I'm I'm holding you know, holding you to it. So um, to jump right into it, who is Joey Bag of Donuts? Uh, what's your history with video games and the competitive scenes around them? Okay. Um. <laughs> well, first off, I might as well have been born with a controller in my hand. Ever since I was in my infantile years, uh, from the time I was actually not even a whole year old, I started, you know, just as a little toddler, just, you know, playing, you know, the controller. Of course, I'm only hitting like one button, but, you know, it mm. started literally back in my infantile years. Right. Um uh started on actual mortal Kombat on the sega genesis to be more exact that and uh the, the version with blood yes yes uh and uh so beyond that uh went on to super mario 64 and a few other games but uh i just i grew up playing on the sega and n64 mm-hmm. and uh I mean, as far as, you know, the bare beginnings went, uh, I constantly played against my brother and then for a time people, you know, like friends or neighborhood or whatever. I never actually really had a local scene to go to, mm-hmm. even even today, to be honest. I actually have to travel quite a bit to go to any tournament because unfortunately, both when I lived here in Ma- Florida, where I live now and in Maryland, never had the ability to really travel much to a local scene, which has mm-hmm. really made things difficult to improve. I am just lucky I am cursed when it comes to computers and video games, and it's helped me get quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, um, that's interesting. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I basically was born with a controller in hand, and I've played them roughly every day now for 24 years. Yeah, so that's uh, just part, part, of, uh, part of your, your upbringing, it seems. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a big part of my core being, and um, you know, it's, I'm I'm glad to say that I honestly grew up playing games because you know, I felt it, it honestly helped me you know get a little more ahead of the curve as far as like understanding and figuring things out, you know, them critical thinking skills. Plus, mm-hmm. I had these uh, I was born with these motor skill issues in my hands, which it's uh, helped me tremendously in improving upon. So. Yeah. yeah, the video games have done just as much for me as, you know, I, as I like to think, as I try to do for it in certain games like Def Jam. 
Yeah, that's what I keep telling a lot of people, uh, you know, about uh, yeah, critical thinking, problem solving, and everything. All the all the benefits of uh, video games that we hardly ever speak about. Uh, it's interesting to hear hear that as a, you know hear that yeah. as a very tangible case. Um, so you mentioned uh, Mortal Kombat. Were there any other fighting games that you really got into in the in the years past, years since? Well, let's see. Um, some fighting games that I started out on definitely were Mortal Kombat, um, Killer Instinct, mm-hmm. um, the N sixty four clay fighting games. Uh, oh, right, Clay Fighters was amazing on the N sixty four. I wasn't a big fan of the old earlier stuff, but that that stuff was awesome. Um, and you know, of course, also the AKI wrestling games is part of what led to me finding Def Jam. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's when you say N sixty four, then you know you're talking about those. Uh, yeah, I I got them <laughs> Aki Aki Core uh, wrestling games. Yes, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, no, beyond that, though, um, like, that that's kind of where, you know, it all started, as well as a few other games like Pokemon Puzzle League, you know, that actually are, you know, strangely, like, it, although it's a puzzle game, it's a part of the FGC, it's a, it's an unusual point, but, um, yeah, outside that's not, of the... That's not so, not so strange, actually, because yeah, after, Catherine after Street Fighter 2 hit, hit uh, arcades, pretty much every, or not every, but a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, games, arcade games, started incorporating versus play. Even so, so it, you know, so like Puyo Puyo, and then uh, yeah, Pen- yeah. Uh, Puzzle League, which is basically uh, Panel de Pont. Yeah, we had Tetris Attack. We uh, yeah, also Tetris have, Attack exactly. Uh, we also have um, Catherine in its own way, and we even had that one game that came out that's free on Switch, uh, in Nintendo Switch, uh, Tetris ninety nine or whatever it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, so, I mean, those were like fight, you know, fighting genre type games that I started out on, but I would say my current primary focuses, you know, have entailed and, you know, such games as, uh, primarily I'm going to be on Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Mm. as well as uh, I'm already current or primarily on Smash Bros. Ultimate, you know, Super Smash Bros. Uh, Unist or Undernight Inbirth EX Elite ST is, you know, what Unist stands for. Uh, yeah. I know that's a mouthful. Uh, Tekken 7. <laughs> um, and uh, Catherine, as well as Def Jam Fight for New York. I'm also a fighting EX layer player. I, 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 I play a lot of fighting games, and I'm actually quite good at mm. all of them, including juggling them. But those are my current main priorities for tournaments. Yeah, fighting EX layer is a game that you don't hear, hear a lot uh, about. I know, and it's sad yeah. because the game is actually really good. Yeah, I haven't picked it up yet, but I'm definitely interested to uh, to get it at some point. I I am really really looking forward to Terry Bogard's release in the game. I want to play him so bad in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, nice. I'm a Terry fan. Yeah, me too. Are you okay, Buster Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a such a such a great character. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Now I'd like to know all about your personal history with Fight for New York. Uh, when did you first play it? What attracted you to it? And how your relationship with the game grew? Okay. So now I've come to learn that I actually have a very different story with Fight for New York than the average gamer that came to this Mm. game. Um, I completely missed everything about this game coming out. Like this game came out in 2004, I believe, correct? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. 2004, exactly, yeah. So this game came out in 2004, and with that said, we completely missed it that year, altogether. Um, mm-hmm. It was, like, I don't know how everyone was playing it, apparently. I keep hearing from all these people from these stories back in the day. Everyone was talking about it. How me and my brother missed it. Yes, I've also mentioned my brother, the gatekeeper. Uh, we both completely missed it until I think about the later side of 2005 or sometime around 2006, we were walking around Walmart and mm-hmm. found like one of these big booths in the middle of like the, you know, the, the walkway pass. And it was just filled to the brim of the PS2 version, brand new, greatest hits co- uh, copies of Def Jam Fight for New York. 20 bucks. Wow, that changed my life. Um, <laughs> um, completely, like I said, completely missed it, but got onto it then. From there, you know, we brought it because when we saw it, we were like, what is this? And we just were checking now because there were so many of them. We were like, maybe the game didn't sell well because we never, literally, we never heard of it till this point. And mm-hmm. checked it out, looking at the case. We're like, oh, this looks cool. And we noticed some familiar, you know, tags on it, like, you know, Aki. So we're like, let's let's check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, sure enough, when we brought it home, we're like, wow, this this game is awesome. It reminded us of WWF No Mercy, which we played yeah. the hell out of. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, that that's how I got on the game. And me, my brother just grew up playing the game tirelessly for years on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course, playing with friends and all that, and it was just it was a good time game. The amount of memories with that game you know can't can't even describe yeah same that's, same here that but that's that's how everything started with Def Jam Fight from New York, and that's kind of like the origin story like where we got started. It wasn't like we even became like extremely good back then, like but you know mm-hmm. we thought we were, but we were also using custom characters like everyone else on the planet who played that game uh <laughs> no one yeah. used the roster, you know it seemed unless I wanted to play Snoop Dogg or suspect or whatever if if you get a good run through the single player mode with a custom character that character is bound to grow more powerful than anybody on the roster correct oh god yeah no between the way you can build them the style mixers you can do like the only questionable character honestly about whether or not he will be better than is sticky fingers but that's for (laughs) you know that's just because sticky fingers is broke we actually haven't confirmed who's better yet between custom characters or sticky fingers oh really currently it is implied as you know, results show so far that custom character, um, custom character wins. But there's still a lot more to look up into that factor, and it will honestly is going to be quite a while longer. You know, I would say so. Mm. As currently, that's why they're both in the tier referred to as exiled because they're just unfair. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the development of your relationship with the game, and how did you even start creating a scene around it? To give a little backstory on that, you know, as I said, yeah, for years, you know, me and my brother just played this game on and off, whether it was by ourselves, together, you know, friends involved, family, whatever, just played this game more mileage than it probably should have ever got, and I'm happy to say that, by the way. Um, mm. because I love the game, so I'm happy to play old crap again and again and again. I mean, I did have yeah. games all the time, like Paper Mario on the N64 and GameCube. Um, mm. but, um, 
as far as uh, how, you know, came to get in the tournament scene. So I was at CEO 2015. I was competing mm-hmm. there. It was my very first time ever going to a fighting game tournament. That was actually where I kicked off. That was my first time event. Um, right. And while I was there, I remember when I was walking around, I remember hearing about and, you know, seeing some stuff put up about there was going to be a Def Jam Fight for New York tournament there. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately... What what game were you competing in, in uh, at, uh, at CEO 2015? Oh, I was competing in a number of things like uh, Smash Melee, Smash 4, mm-hmm. um, on the Wii U, um, MKX, uh, Street Fighter V, a number of right. things. Um, uh, the thing right. was, is start since I played so many fighting games, and still do. Um, part of my, you know, big part of me competing in tournaments, it was um getting a feel for what I feel really suits me best in a true competitive standpoint. Like, what games should I actually put a focus on, and what games should I, you know, let go by the wayside while I fight, you know, focus on more important matters. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's not to say I'm dropping the games altogether, but what benefits me more as a competitor, you know, is what I had to look mm. at. Um, right. but, uh, so, I mean, those, those are just some examples because, I mean, if you look at my competitive history, for the most part, there's not a whole lot of, uh, consistency up until I would say a little more recent times as I finally got some stuff nailed down on you know, testing out all the games that I was doing well and that I figured out, like, like I said, me getting the tournaments is is a hard thing. You know, I'm, mm. I'm kind of in a rough spot when it comes to financial and transportation-based points, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta take what I can, and when I go to a tournament, I really go all out for that very reason. Yeah. Um, so but, you were at uh, CEO two th- 2015. And, yeah. Uh, I was there, but here was the, here's the kicker. Um, I, I I remember hearing about the tournament, reading about it, whatever, while I was there, but I missed it. I I actually missed the 2015 boat. I mean, I got to meet and hang out with Ed Boon, so that was uh, that was definitely cool. Ed Boon, the creator of Mortal Kombat, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I still have my picture with him actually. Um, but uh, outside of that, I um. I, I missed it. So I was like, all right, next year, I'm not going to miss it. Um, so sure enough, CEO 2016 was actually the first. <sighs> Sorry. CEO 2016 no was actually the first um, year I competed in Def Jam Fight for New York. Now, this tournament, I didn't do any training for whatsoever. I just wanted to go ahead and see what the competitive scene was like, you know, based on the skills mm-hmm. that I had just from playing the game already. Me and my brother right. did the same boat there because my brother actually, my brother wasn't at CEO 2015, but he came with me to 2016. Um, and, uh, we both signed up. We both competed. Uh, admittedly, funny thing. Um, I was right next to the Def Jam set up competing in a Pokemon Puzzle League tournament, which I ended up winning the tournament. But um, there's another player in the scene. Uh, it goes by Mundy Cindy or Ferris Cinderella. His name's Chris. Um, mm-hmm. He was the one hosting the Def Jam Fight for New York tournament. And he was freaking out because 
that Pokemon Puzzle League tournament, since I was winning, he was letting me fight. It held up his whole tournament for like an hour, and I felt <laughs> like I felt right. bad. The thing was, I just but I felt so bad because like he could see I was right there. He could see I wasn't trying to blow him off. He saw I was fighting hard, but I'm like, uh, sorry. I mean, literally the grand finals and the winners finals. Me and that guy were like two hours yeah. of a whole tournament. But um, anyways. Yeah, I entered the tournament, didn't know anything for the competitive tech. They were already ahead of me to, a, you know, to a, quite a variety on the scale. And uh, yeah, no, I, I completely bombed. Like, it didn't help that I went to it right after the Pokemon Puzzle League tournament, which I actually yeah. played the tournament so hard, even though I won, I actually could not close my hands. I com- I played so hard in Pokemon Puzzle League. I actually, my right. hands were unable to close for almost 10 days. Um, wow. Yeah, like they were they were as red as tomatoes and swollen up like balloons. I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. And so, so it was a, it was a battle very hard fought. Yes. And um with that said, um you know, that's when I uh moved on to uh, I was like, "All right, I don't I don't want this to happen." And I asked if they were going to do it next year. My brother actually ended up getting second place in that tournament. Um that was the only time I didn't do well at a Def Champ tournament. Mm. But uh, afterwards, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna come in for CEO 2017 because he told me they were gonna have one next year. Mm. Um, now, quick little backstory that what I found out about the uh, scene. So, um, as far as the CEO Def Jam Fight for New York tournament scene goes, um, Chris is the guy who's been hosting it every year at Def Jam or at CEO. And, um, but he started, I believe, from what I heard, um, correctly, if I'm recalling, it was, uh, 2014 was when he started, um, hosting tournaments, um, for Def Jam at CEO, but it wasn't until, um, I think 2012 or 2013 is when he actually got into competitive Def Jam because uh, a player by the name of uh, R.S. Huggy Bear was hosting that at like a randoms game tournament event. And that mm-hmm. inspired him to be like, wow, okay, so there is interest in this game. Well, I like this game. I want to see where it goes. And then that's, you know, how me and my brother rolled into the scene around CEO of 2016. It got introduced. And that's kind of where some of us, you know, uh big you know importance you know names in the scene kind of got our start you know just you know there were people in the scene ahead of us mm. you know but we were the ones who got involved and really took it by the horns yeah um, how exactly did that happen how did you be come to uh how, to, how did you come to play such a pivotal role in the in the scene so the way that started was after my brother's performance at ceo 2016 and getting second place um, people were like, okay, you know, people were, you know, he was actually, while I was competing in the Pokemon Puzzle League tournament, he was actually in the Def Jam area the entire time. Mm. <laughs> um, and, uh, I was over in the Puzzle League area. So I'm literally my experience in the Def Jam area for CEO 2016 was brief to say the least. I, it's like, that's why I try not to reference it because it is definitely a part of my time that I'm not proud of for Def Jam. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, as far as CEO 2017 went, um, the thing was, me and my brother actually trained for this one. Not like super heavy, but we, we, you know, three weeks before the tournament, we started, you know, we really started grinding out Def Jam. Hmm. Um, When we came to the tournament, uh, we pretty much 
floored the competition for the most part. Um, right. Quite literally, I got second place that year. My brother got third and Chris got first. We didn't know Bubba Sparks is broke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was that was what led to the demise of both of us in that one. But, um, you know, so in that tournament, my brother already had like a name because of his performance before me. I was just kind of there. Uh, (laughs) uh, but that that changed after that tournament and then after that tournament when ceo 2018 was rolling around so this is how this is kind of what happened at the beginning of 2018 i want to say kind of around the summertime around the january to march area because i honestly don't remember exactly when it was we started around there we started really training and grinding hard on def jam and really mm-hmm. figuring out characters and you know tears and you know like it wasn't like anything nowhere near like what we have today mind you but we were trying to get right. an idea about band and broke stuff and as it neared closer, uh, we started to become increasingly concerned with certain findings. Well, mm-hmm. we called Chris over. He uh, he came over. We did some testing, uh, ran some stuff, talked to characters, and uh, yeah, no, turns out, um, you know, we we were right on calling characters banned, but uh, unfortunately, because of how much things had evolved. Chris is like, I want to run, you know, me and everyone else is wanting to run an unbanned tournament. And I'm like, Mm. unbanned? But no. Well, uh, anyways, that (laughs) got through. The only things that were banned from that tournament were Sticky Fingers and Custom Character. We were at least able to get that much banned. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To to, to have some (laughs) level of balance. Um, From there... Um, CEO 2018 started, and as you live, have probably seen the footage already, I rocked yeah. Carmen Electra, Gatekeeper rocked Suspect, we kind of steamrolled yeah. the tournament that year, um, and, uh, that's when we kind of, you know, we really got our point known about what we've learned about this game, how much knowledge we know, mm-hmm. the fact that there is cause for band, uh, balance, unfortunately, um, you know, that was also the year where things really started. Like that's what it was after that people really started to look at mine and uh the gatekeeper's opinion in the scene as like word mm-hmm. of law. Right. Because so your 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 tournament results and your knowledge of the game basically propelled you organically to 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 play such a major role in uh in uh in it. Oh yes, yes. Oh completely. In fact, um, that that other guy I mentioned earlier, Chris. Before we actually got involved in the scene, the guy was actually like the reigning champ for every tournament event uh, for Def mm-hmm. Jam prior to when we first got involved. Um, he went he went undefeated. Uh, my brother at CEO 2016 was actually the first, was actually the one who knocked him out in 2016, ruining his streak. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after so after 2018, like we really you know, made, you know, proved the resolve that we had about the game and the knowledge, you know, based on our tournament results. And it was after that is when me and my brother went really hard and heavy on Def Jam and creating all that we have for it from things like uh, what we refer to as the Def Jam Fight for New York Bible, which is basically like a little breakdown uh, telling you how to play every character in the game, like what you need to know, what moves you need to do. 
combos. Like we actually tried to put stuff together to actually help anyone who's trying to get into the game, whether it be for mm-hmm. competitive play or casual play. We literally yeah. made a notation type breakdown on everything you need to know about all characters on top of our extensively designed and worked on tier list for the game. And, you know, among things like that. So that's what we'd been working on already before 2018. But we really kicked it in the overdrive after. Then we yeah. started developing the meta and the tech in the game, finding all this crazy stuff that we have now and so much more. And then from there, we got Netplay for Def Jam Fight for New York. And oh my God, I went completely overboard, like promoting that crap <laughs> everywhere. I would because I, you know, I started to build up some, you know, popularity in my name and more than a lot of the other people that were in Def Jam had, minus a few people that have come in now and a few others that have been around. Like Katana Prime is an example of someone run that's actually been in this scene, but even longer than myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, You know, we also have current names in there now, like... um, And for those that don't know, Katana Prime is a fairly prominent uh, commentator in the FGC, right? Yes, he is. Uh, he he is a commentary for Mortal Kombat a lot. And... Well, he's uh he is a NRS scene competitor. NRS stands for Another Realm Studio Games, which yeah. yes includes yeah, exactly. Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Um, but on yeah. top of that, you know, yes, he is a commentator for, but he also is like a large commentator for a bunch of other games and a face for a bunch of other games as well. Like I've watched him commentate a Melty Blood tournament. That's way away from the interesting. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so he he really gets around. But I mean, we have uh, you know, we have people like him. As of recent times, we have a uh, Pretty Boy Jackal or BXA Jackal or Broken Alliance Jackal, however you know him as. He's a uh, kind of a variety gamer, but he's really big in the Def Jam competitive scene. He's one of the top players currently. And a number of uh, new fans and people that have wanted to get involved are on the way as well, like uh, Team Equinox's Cuddlecore, to throw out another name. And yeah. Or uh, Kawhi Face Smiles is another one. Uh, you know, Tekken players. Um, so, I mean, cool. we certainly got a mixed bag there. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, for the listeners, uh, Joey was uh, kind enough to invite me into the uh, Discord for uh, for the um, yeah, for basically the competitive Def Jam scene uh, called Club Murder, um, and uh, I was surprised to see Game uh, Blue River in the list of members as well. Yeah, I mean, even even Mina, even Team Rises, Mina RD, the uh, Street Fighter Five Birdie players in the yeah, Def exactly. Jam Discord. You know, like that's a <laughs> Yeah, we also got uh, Team Uyu's Kami's in there as well. Um, yeah, really cool. Yeah, so I mean, we certainly got, you know, there, we even got a bunch of Smash Bros. players in there as well. So, I mean, we really have, like, like that's one thing I'm happy to say. Def Jam has such a mixed variety of, like, FGC genre fighters, you know, all in there. We even have people in there that don't even play games and are just a fan of hip-hop music. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you've, I mean, you having uh, competed in uh, such a wide variety of ga- games has probably enabled you as well to propagandize and uh, spread the word uh, quite effectively, right? Yeah, which I mean, it wasn't even the intention. It just worked out that way. I just played a yeah. bunch of games because I liked them and wanted to compete in them and see how I do. And then, oh, lo and behold, I'm not just uh, competing in this game. I've also, you know unintentionally been promoting Def Jam across every FGC scene. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, you've 
told about all this knowledge, all, all this tech that you've been documenting and uh, and gathering. How uh, how exactly do you um, distribute all that? Uh, yeah, all that knowledge. Um. So. First off, the way I've tried to distribute the knowledge is, um, of course, on top of creating the tier list and the, as I referred to it earlier, the Def Jam Fight for New York Bible, um, you know, that me and my uh, brother, the gatekeeper, we worked tireless hours on and still honestly been updating even up to like, I want to say a few weeks ago. Um we put all that stuff together to give people an idea of, you know, the characters and their tears, who's broken and who's not. Um, we also, uh, you know, of course, made the moves in the little Def Jam Bible so people knew what moves to do and stats to look at on the characters. Because unfortunately, the stat sheets on the, in the character select menu on the characters, although, you know, can kind of serve as great guidelines, they are dead wrong when actual stat, you know, uh, efficiency as far as telling you what you need to know. Um, yeah, because you don't see the see the the milestones that you see in the create create character uh, screens, right? Yeah, and I'm not even sure if it's just milestones. It just could just be improper, you know, just yeah, improper just plain old yeah. plain old incorrect stat uh, depiction. Yeah, like a perfect example is uh, let's just you know David Banner and Exhibit. If you look at them, David Banner has got higher charisma than Exhibit, but when you're at, like Exhibit, like his charisma bar isn't even half full on the um the uh, stat sheet but mm -hmm. when you actually are in match and i mean because david banner's charisma on his stat sheet is almost full when you're yep. in match exhibit has way better charisma than david banner so right yeah, there for those that don't know charisma as a stat uh that's um sort of determines how fell how fast you fill up your meter and how much the uh like audience members in certain uh, certain stages are uh, helping you out as opposed to the other. Yeah. Additionally, yeah, like, so it's it's not so much um, now when you say helping out. Just to clarify that, um, there is a meter system in the game called um, you know, it's called Blazon Meter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. When you fill up meter, you can activate Blazon Mode, which not only improves your stats because the higher your meter, the higher your stats are in a general sense. That is actually a scaling factor in the game. Um. Mm. More so when Blazon's activated, but you can also grab someone and do your super move. Um. At the cost of your Blazon meter, which does a tremendous amount of damage and typically stun up uh, minus uh, certain characters and their Blazons. But um, yeah, like that—that—that's in the way that um, charisma can really help benefit you, which is a huge beneficial factor. It's not like it helps them mm -hmm. when giving you weapons or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, it helps them as far as improving your meter faster. Like certain yeah. characters have terrible meter build. Yeah. But they got low no charisma. charisma. Yeah, like <laughs> right, Shaniqua. Yeah, yeah. Shaniqua. <laughs> she, she's got that. She's got that red charisma meter. She's got the worst in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. zero charisma basically yeah. poor poor thing <laughs> so um so you've also we've mentioned it already a little bit uh, as part of your community efforts set up uh a discord server for for the whole scene right yes which um we we do have a def jam fight for new york discord server i am happy and proud to say and uh as of you know, the last year, it has really blown up. Before CEO 2018, I can honestly say I don't even think we had 12 people in there. Uh, <laughs> um, 
we now are approaching the 600 people threshold in the Def Jam Fight for New York Discord, and it's actually very active, including the net play, which that was uh, another thing I wanted to mention is, um, you know, on top of us all sharing notes and creating content and making videos and all that in the Discord, it is a very active net play base. And we don't just have people in the U.S. or in Canada. You know, like we, we literally have a global scene in there. We got people playing net play from all over the world with each other. I mean, just like, you know, like if I, I, I've played people from Dubai and Slovakia. I'm in Florida. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's that's like, great. It, and then net play was your, uh, was, was your baby as well? Yes. PS2 version. So we didn't, you know, we didn't create the programs like Dolphin or Parsec, which Parsec is the most used for net play. But we did, you know, we did put actually start the scene and put it together. You know, we did get the idea. Uh, we we did find everything to put it together. We optimized it in the settings, which actually took a little time, and we wrote tutorials and all this stuff for people to set their uh, um their setups up so they can play net play and host or join or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, the, the net play was, uh, was mine, it was my baby as well as a few others. I went the most out of the way to really promote the scene as well as net play. Um, but the, that was definitely a group effort on getting the net play started and setting everything up because it was actually when it was first starting, that was actually quite the project for optimizing the mm. settings. Um, I can imagine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that that actually took, that actually took a couple weeks at least. Like, I'll, I'll be the first to say that. That's just constantly messing with the settings and testing things out because we also had to do the same thing with Dolphin because um, Dolphin seems to work better for most international players with the exception of people that are in, um, in like, the UK area. Right, and on Dolphin, then, you're running the GameCube version, I take it. Yes, yes, you are running the GameCube version um, on uh, Dolphin, which mm. personally I prefer the PS2 version. Like out of all of the versions, the, the PS2 version is actually the best version, and I would mm. say the GameCube version is actually the worst version. And it's yeah. not that I'm trying to actually crap on the GameCube here. I love the GameCube. <laughs> yeah, it's a version I started playing, but it's it's clearly a lesser version from the other two. Uh... From the original Xbox and the PS2 version, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's content that's cutting it, like you know, small things, of course, like uh, custom character, voice options, music options. Yeah. Also, there's like delay. There's input delay issues, or like it runs a little slower. Like it's, yeah, it's, there's it's some sc- screen tearing. There's, uh, I think there are less, uh, less post processing effects as well. Like uh, the game just overall looks a bit rougher and uh, jaggier. Yeah, which I will say they did actually on the Dolphin version, they did actually do a pretty, pretty amazing graphic filter on it, which looks great. But, nice. you know, one one thing I always know that I find absolutely funny that most people don't know is in the GameCube version credits, you will actually see on the credit scroll, uh, Masahiro Sakurai in the credit scroll for uh, Def Jam oh, really? for New York on the game. Yeah, on the GameCube version. Um, wow. so we're like, we, 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 the, as a Smash fan and just, you know, with all the memes about Sakurai, the one question that has surfaced so much is what did Sakurai do in Def Jam? We want yeah, to know. What, 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 what role was he mentioned in? This he would was, have been great tri- trivia for the, for the podcast. That we, yeah, uh, no, that he was, did. he was in the yeah. special thanks section. We don't know what he did. 
Yeah. Like, what did Sakurai maybe, do? Maybe, in maybe the developers were playing a lot of Smash Brothers while developing the game. Yeah, he, he, he brought Smash Special Bros. to uh, Dev Jam. <laughs> work, workplace. Yeah. Special sticky thanks to this guy for sticky thing is for the next uh, for the next Smash Brothers. Yes. <laughs> I think you just pull out a gun and shoot people. That wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the closest right. person for that would probably be Snoop Dogg. He's got the speed for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to offline. If you look at the game, uh, there's no really getting around it. It's a bit of an odd duck among the likes of uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, and Guilty Gear. I, I personally still would classify it as a fighting game. Does that pose any challenges whatsoever in getting the game into uh, prolific FGC events? Oh, it has. It definitely has. Like, first off, you know, like, just to note, it's like how you even said it. Uh, you can, you call it a fighter, but, you know, it's also different. Up until recent meta evolvements, I would have honestly said this game is closer to an Aki wrestling game with uh, mm-hmm. fighting game type mechanics in there. But yeah. with the way we've developed the tech and the meta in the game and combos and stun and all of that stuff, I can honestly say that this game is more like, a, I mean, it's still, of course, got that Aki 3D wrestler take in there. But I would honestly say, mm-hmm. no, we have turned Def Jam Fight for New York into a true FGC competitive fighting game. Like it is it is a true 3D fighting game now. I am proud to say mm-hmm. that. Um, as far as getting it in events, yeah, it's been a huge hassle um, trying to build popularity and promote it and get its name out there and, you know, work on everything about the game to really, really show it off. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so right now getting it at events has, has actually been a real challenge, unfortunately. But I'm hoping that'll change soon because it's been growing up and pop yeah, it's been blowing up a lot in popularity and CEO is kind of going to be this year like it's going to really try and showcase what has become of this scene. Like we're hoping we can get a really big turnout. Because if so, yeah, um then CEO 2020, we're gonna be really gunning for that main stage. Um if mm-hmm. we can actually it, it, get enough people, which yeah, like that is actually a thing. If we can actually get enough people it doesn't it, a combination of people that have come to ceo to watch def jam and people competing in it if we could get like triple digits as the combined number between the two mm-hmm. um yeah we we could actually like you know even if it's just like 100 people total like that if that would actually be enough to make def jam fight for new york a main stage game i'm not even exaggerating wow. on that uh it is a very possible dream now but getting it at these events you know, we got to have the setup and the ability to travel, and those are kind of been the real killing points. And then main stage rights, well, we're still kind of working and blowing up the name more. I mean, there is, a, apparently, from what I've been told, there is actually a Def Jam Fight for New York uh, competitive scene out at um, the tournament referred to as Frosty Faustings every year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is another big tournament event that happens every year uh, in January, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, like, we're, we're we're working on getting it at places like, of course, we want to get it at Evo. Uh, we're working on it for uh, final round, you know, and uh, or not final round, sorry. Uh, Combo breaker was the name I meant to say, and a few others. Final round as well would also be another nice one to bring it to. But uh, yeah, the the competitive struggle for Def Jam Fire for New York has certainly been that. It has certainly been a struggle, but a worthwhile one that is proving mm. good so far. 
Could it be because a lot of the game's death is not immediately apparent when you see it? Because a lot of uh, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on under the hood. Let's say, right? Yeah. No. So I mean, of course, there are the uh, the depth issues with um, uh, people not fully understanding the depth. But it's actually a lot of people can actually see it pretty fast when they start seeing the stuff for the game to a degree. Um, yeah. The true death of it, yes, you do actually have to play it to fully understand it. I will be the first to admit right now. Um, mm. But outside of that, um, honestly, like, I, the biggest thing is most people still, you know, don't fully know it exists. And thankfully, with the help of um, avoiding the, you know, people like avoiding the puddle, aka heirs, the Tekken community, and other big names, having helped mm. uh, shout it out and promote it, because he has actually helped give support to the Def Jam scene to help, you know, bring awareness and attention to it. That's really cool. I'm maybe ever the, maybe also that. Right. Yeah, maybe that's also where uh where Def Jam is uh, you know mo most um intuitively intuitively maybe most linked to because there is definitely not a 2D fighter and there are no projectiles uh, and uh, and you know the the typical dynamics of a two D fighter in there, so in in a sense it's plays maybe closer to a three D fighter, uh, just you know combat that's purely uh, close quarters uh, based. Yeah, which I mean that's actually you know like that's actually a funny thing to know is like I would actually say if you're a Tekken player you could be a Def Jam player. I will say that yeah. right now. Um, I will also say if you can be a Tekken player, I'm um I'd also say uh, sorry I what I meant to say is um if you're a Mortal Kombat player. Um, you know, and excited for Mortal Kombat 11, I would say it's not bad to get into Def Jam because as someone who's dabbled into the MK11 beta and from everything I've seen about the game, the neutral is actually pretty similar um, between the two. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, of course, different games, mind you, but the way the neutral functions between the two and all the tech and parrying type stuff, you know, like it's mm -hmm. it's actually... It's actually pretty similar. It's it's really funny. So for yeah, for those listeners who aren't too familiar with uh, you know the jargon of and the language of uh, fighting games, so uh, the neutral is that part of a, of a match where basically both both players are sort of uh, not making any move, right? Yeah. So neutral typically means like it's kind of like footsies in the sense of um, yeah. So footsie play, you know, typically you see people going back and forth trying to use like light normals and the appropriate and proper mix up to, you know, get them little hits in and then try and get that big opening for combos. Neutral yeah. is, yeah, neutral is kind of, is, neutral is a big part in footsies, you know, but it's not just you know, like the footsie play there's, you know, all kinds mm. of other moves that come in and yeah, you're not sit, you're not moving at times a lot. It's also like, are you going to jump? Are you going to block? Are you going to hit low? Are you going to block the overhead? You know, like, yeah neutral is well neutral i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. it's hard to explain you know like i mean it like that's the best i can honestly try to think of to explain it right this very moment um it is a little tricky to explain when you're not familiar with it but once you yeah. are once you're caught in situations of neutral then you quickly understand yeah. without it being explaining oh neutral <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the exactly. FTC is a very hands-on uh, for learning the tech. I will be the first to say when it comes to all of the terms and jargon behind it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, 
fairly familiar with the with the jargon and that's why it's, you know it's sometimes it's easy to forget that not everybody that listens to our podcasts are yeah no is, it's yeah no i i'll be the first to say i often forget that and that is actually like the thing was is uh, you know on a on a quick note about something i was actually giving a tip on about being a uh, commentator because on top of being a competitor and streamer i'm also a commentator in the ftc i'm growing and aspiring and all and i've gotten quite a few gigs and all mm-hmm. but um one one uh you know because i've been lucky enough to be able to say i've had people help supporting and train me in a variety of aspects including in commentating one of the tips i was given as a commentator i have to commentate like i'm you know talking um as a like the people that are watching understand the gist of you know the controls behind the game like they may not understand the competitive meta like the high level Mm -hmm. play points but i can kind of just gloss over you know when it's just a basic normal point being talked about like i've I've basically had to work on how i talk about and explain things um because before i tried to explain it like whoever was watching literally just didn't understand whatsoever and that was the wrong way to go so you know i kind of forget that at time to times like in situations like this where I'm kind of speaking to a crowd that's not that might not be FGC fluent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a what a great word, FGC fluent. So, um, what makes Fight for New York worth championing and worth fostering and growing and nurturing a community around, in your opinion? <laughs> so. <laughs> First so off, let, let, wait, let's go. Let's go really deep in uh, what's what's so great about this this game as a fighter. First off, I mean it's it's just so unique. Like from the way the game plays to the characters and how they act to uh, just I mean anyone who's played this game will tell you right now like the nostalgia they felt behind it and how great this mm. game was and how fun it is. Even I know you know the satisfaction of just bashing someone's head in a brick wall in the heights. You know, yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, people really seem to get a kick out of uh, beating Sean Paul up as well. I know, like I'm like wow, <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, I get it, but I also like wow, a lot of people really wanted to beat up Sean Paul. I like his character, but <laughs> I mean, even I can't, you know, you know. You know, just like I can't even act like I don't know the satisfaction of he goes downtown and just smack his head into the walls. Is like, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, outside of that, um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, first off, the game brought me many great times and fun memories, and you know, so I like giving back just because of all the good times it's brought. But on top of that, it actually really helped me improve as a fighting game player as far as like my mix-up game my footsie game my neutral game parry timing mm-hmm. catching hard reads the rock paper scissors scenarios um like there is so much it's done to help me improve my skill on top of being a game that i love and it's also really helped bolster you know my popularity in the fgc now these points that i'm going over right now i'll be the first to say like these are points that it's just honestly done to help me improve in my professional gaming career in a general sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of what it's done for me in my career after putting in all of this work and effort into it, I mean, it's just a fun game that I love it. It's unique and there's nothing like it. And there's there's so much love and support 
from the community about this game that I'm like, I will happily you know, champion it. And, you know, I want to see this game hit the main stage. I actually got the inspiration to do it because of two games. Um, made me believe Def Jam could be much bigger than it was. And is, honestly, still. Um, Super Smash Bros. Melee and Catherine. Um, Super Smash Bros. Melee, everyone who's in competitive gaming, even remotely, I think, would probably know about Super Smash Bros. Melee's competitive scene, as big as that is. Yeah, um, sure. And, you know, as, you know, to anyone who doesn't know, like, the game was actually gone, and then it was brought back and bigger than mm-hmm. ever, I think. Yeah. Um But, uh, so, I mean, that, of course, but, I mean, I wasn't sure if that was enough, but, I mean, it just showed me that an old game can really come back, you know, big and heavy. But then watching, um, what, uh, Bro did for the Catherine scene and basically starting a global competitive scene all on his own by just taking it to places and starting up stuff, I mean, it became a big tournament scene that still is that I am actually a part of. Um, I haven't, I've never heard, that's another game, I've never heard there was a competitive scene for for Catherine. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it even was one of the games that was on main stage at the CEO Taku, uh, including 2018, like, I mean, Catherine, Catherine has really grown big, and I'm really happy to see it, and it's one of my, it's on top of Def Jam, it's one of my favorite communities, actually, I'll be the first I'm going to, I'm going to look up videos uh, after this interview. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, you should. Yeah, I really hope you enjoy the footage. To be honest, it's really cool. Yeah, um, nice. But uh, you know, seeing what he did for Catherine made me believe that I could do the same thing with Def Jam Fight for New York. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, people are doing it for this game. Why can't Def Jam, with as much popularity as this game had, why can't Def Jam Fight for New York be just as big and popular, if not bigger? Yeah. And then once we got it to where it was bigger than that, I was like, why stop there? Yeah. You know, let's let's see how big this can keep growing. Like, let's how big can this fester and swell? How that is that is a really fascinating attitude to take. Like, you know, it's almost like a like an experiment. Like, yeah, let's see how big it can get. Yeah, and the thing is, is I mean, it's it's bigger than I could have ever hoped for right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I I want to see Def Jam Fight for New York hit those main stages. CEO is going to be my first place, and that is Def Jam Fight for New York's home. That is where the main tournament happens every year mm-hmm. for Def Jam, and but, it's a great fit for that game as well. With uh, if you look at CEO's. Uh, presentation with the wrestling rings and everything and the, sh- the showmanship involved yeah and I, you know what i'm actually proud to say this real quick i am proud to say this if you look at ceo 2019's trailer you see all the games that's got listed and named going along the entire thing everything in that list every game that was shown was like a main stage game like tekken or Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat 11, Smash Ultimate, Soul Calibur 6, etc. You know, every game in that list was of that nature. The only side games, which two of these I would still say classify as main games, the side games were Street Fighter 3 Third Strike and um, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, or, you know, I think that was the one that was shown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, those two games were shown on there as well. And I mean, I would consider those main stages because those are some popular Street Fighter games. But the only side game that was actually shown in there that wasn't those was Def Jam Fight for New York. Right. Literally, you know, CEO has so many obscure game tournaments there. Yeah. And with that said, you know, for their trailer to showcase all of their main stage big games that are really going to be there and include Def Jam Fight for New York in that listing of video of games that got footage in their trailer, like, that's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty fucking great. And I'm like, I'm I'm ecstatic about that. Like that got me so pumped. I mean, <laughs> yeah. because the community, I can imagine the community. Like last year, um, a member in the community by the name of Zero actually went out of his way to make a really, really badass trailer for Def Jam Fight for New York. Hmm. Um, that was posted on YouTube. Like, like yes, like our own game scene actually had a trailer for it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So that was that was yeah. really awesome. Right. And then about uh the game's worth, so to speak. So y- you've uh told me off the record before that uh the meta of this game has evolved into co- something kind of resembling an anime fighter. So let's say an air dasher, uh, right? Like uh yeah. like Guilty Gear. And... I wouldn't necessarily say air dashing, um but like uh okay, so anime Yeah, just to descri- descri- describe what what people yeah. usually uh think, you know, uh consider anime fighters. Okay, yeah. So like a perfect example of what I'm talking about anime fighter yeah. kind of tech here. Um so typically, like, you know, bot canceling into a movement and to then canceling out into, like, a parry, you know, or whatever, That that's mm. kind of like some really hyper-speed anime fighter kind of level yeah, tech. Like, Am I uh, wrong? Roman, ca- Roman cancels in, uh, in Guilty Gear. Yeah, and I mean, like, a perfect example of, you know, like, a kind of tech in that regard would be, like, if you're fighting Sticky Fingers, for instance, and he's doing his unstoppable 5 PPP punch combo that's basically mm-hmm. makes him the only zoner in all of Def Jam. And <laughs> uh <laughs> um when trying to actually parry that combo, you know, like if the thing is because it's hitboxes on the fist or longer than the fist and you can't parry the extended hitboxes, you're just eating punches. So how do you fight? So it? that's what <laughs> you mean with zoning. So it's basically his his uh his attacks reach further than his actual punches. Yeah, it, yeah. So he can not only actually zone you, but um, like these moves literally have priority over basically just about every move out there. Like it's mm. it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing is, it's like okay, how do you actually catch this guy? Well, that's when like you know that's like that's kind of an example here of where anime fighter tech comes into play. Um, you actually have to uh. At the right time, you have to time it right to get in between the attacks, but you actually have to step in and into a block cancel to stop the animation into a rapid block cancel into like a parry to actually Uh catch it right, because you literally have to do this in between his punch animations, which are really fast. And yeah. if that's not an and if that's not a you know like a small example here of like anime level neutral, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was just it seemed like such a wild statement when you when you made that. So I really wanted to get into that. Like, you know, like how am I supposed to visualize that? 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, like, that's just an example on, like, a defensive point, you know? I mean, of course, there's, like, all of the stuff that we've been figuring out for combos in the game that are kind of mm-hmm. whack, but... I mean, like, that that was the main thing, though, that I really wanted to give an example is when I tell people, Def Jam Fight for New York, don't sleep on it. It's got anime level tech. And I'm like, (laughs) the look I get every time when I tell it to people, it is priceless and I will never get tired of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it seems such such a completely, wildly different thing. Yeah. So, again, when comparing Fight for New York with other fighting games, and this is certainly not meant to take a dump on it, but it isn't exactly, even in the version you prefer, the PS2 version, uh, it's not exactly like a 60 frames per second experience where, uh, com- in compar- comparison to uh, pretty much every other fighting game around, right? I mean, I-, I would think so. I mean, I think it's probably, honestly, just a little slower, to be honest. I know from... Uh, from playing it personally, I don't think it's a 30 frame one, to be honest. Um, I just think it doesn't quite run at 60 smoothly. I think it runs a yeah. little below, yeah. And it kind of fluctu- fluctuates as well, right? The frame rate. Yeah, like, I think it, um, like, like on a console, I will be the first to say it actually does, like, on, like, I got a 2012 PS2 Slim model, which I actually take to events and even encourage the people, like, whenever I'm there in a tournament, it's going to be helpful. I'm like, I encourage them, like, have this be the main setup. You know, mm. if there's one setup that is streamed, let it be this one that's on the main stage. Like, yeah, like, the thing is, you know, like, because of it, like, it runs really smooth. Um, right. and, uh, so typically, like, it actually runs pretty consistently on the 60 point but yeah there are times where it does have like these small little dips where it's like around 57 58 like it ain't it ain't perfect i'll be the first to say that right now but it's not it's not like it's a huge issue you know it's not like it's not like like the the game is kind of uh kind of designed around that um honestly no i i just think that was an intent uh unintentional mishap yeah but you, I, I'm sure you can also avoid uh, frame rate issues with the stages you pick for the uh, for the com- competitions, right? Yes, there are um, stages that uh, you know definitely are known to uh, bring the frame rate down a little more. Um, I.e., stages like uh, the Red Hook Tire Company, which is the burning building, or um, mm. stages with a very very large crowd in a short designed uh, location. There are certain stages where it can really irritate things um like the foundation can sometimes have its moments but i mean it's not like it's even bad or it even happens that often like you can literally play on any stage but you're more likely to have a smoother run in a stage like club murder um you know so i mean that that's just that's just a basic point but it's not like picking whatever stage is issue in that regard because it all actually runs pretty pretty fine to be honest cool so, um, and going back to your community efforts, are there also, uh, is there a sizable part of your scene that doesn't really play other fighting games and just exclusively plays Def Jam? Um, so a lot of the people in the scene actually play a large number of games. Like, mm-hmm. just about everyone in the scene, I will honestly say right now, plays at least one other game extensively. Yeah. But I will say in the scene, um, there are there are exclusive Def Jam Fight for New York players in the scene. It's not as large as you probably think on the exclusive number count, but there are people that just played exclusively. Mm. Um, 
and there's also like this funny divide. It's not even like we're at each other's throats kind of divide, but a divide between uh, which is better between Fight for New York or Vendetta. I'm on the Fight for <laughs> New York side, but there are other people like if you even look at their, uh, we have a Mancherino donation set up so people can help contribute and help grow um, the Def Jam Fight for New York CEO 2019 prize pot. Hmm. We, if you look, there's like someone in there right now who uh who donated money, and uh his post is uh great game, but Vendetta's better. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you for your money, you freaking yeah. troll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You gotta love unqualified statements like that as well. Yeah, but uh, no, I uh, like I I will. I know it's always gonna be a matter of opinion. I'm on the fight for New York side, but I know we do also have the vendetta community around, but that one's not right. nowhere near as big. Um, for, but, first time I'm hearing of it. Yeah, no, like there there are people <laughs> do people do actually play vendetta online against each other. Um, yeah, people. That's actually one question I get a lot is create a scene for Vendetta. And I'm like, one scene at a time, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the scene creator. Well, I mean, you know, like, so I mean, there's a number of games that are currently sitting on that list. Like people are asking me to do it for Vendetta. I want to do it for Pokemon Puzzle League. I want to do it for the N64 Clay Fighter games. Um, if time serves right, I don't care what anyone says. I want to do it for <laughs> Sega Genesis Shaq Fu. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that game get some highlights. Wow! I'm gonna I'm come in as Stickman. The possibilities, Leo right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you say that a lot of uh, players in the scene are also active in other scenes, that also also should make it a little bit easier to get Def Jam more acceptance in the the wider FGC, right? Oh yeah. I mean, there's people that actually you know like have. Uh, simply put clout behind their name you know they got a reputation and mm. um you know like they are advocates of the game and help support like you know like i mentioned earlier katana prime he he helps promote the hell out of the game whenever he's able to and i mean yeah. katana prime's a, you know he's a man with a voice you know he's he's a guy who's got people behind him big time yeah um yeah. argon ross is another player you know broken alliance argon ross or bxa argon ross mm. depending upon how you know him uh jackal he's another one uh cuddlecore helps support the game i mean we got so many people that, you know, from so many different scenes, you know, just helping push the game, you know, like saying, hey, check it out. Like, this game is severely underrated. There's a great community and like super crazy tech behind this. Check these hype matches out. Get involved. We need to see this grow and get the stage time it never got that it surely deserves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So leading into that, what would you say? Your ultimate goal is with uh, the Def Jam scene. Get the game on Evo you've mentioned already before. So current primary main like like goals I want to shoot for more than anything. First, first, first end goal would be to get it main stage at CEO. But overall end goal in that department would be to get it main stage at um, Evo if I was ever able to do that. But to just make it like a really true big global competitive tournament scene like to really get that tournament scene to be so big and self-sustaining that i mean honestly i i don't know saying it has to be as big as melee but to basically do what melee did yeah um but beyond the competitive point and i only throw this out if we can somehow if they somehow find a way around the licensing issues mm. i want to see def jam fight for new york 
get a true sequel, but more but more preferred, I will honestly say, I'd like to see it get a modern generation remaster with true netplay and leaderboards. The reason why I say that over the true sequel is like you even said in um your your last podcast on Def Jam, mm-hmm. um Aki doesn't work on the wrestling games anymore. Exactly. And I don't know if I want another company working on Def Jam Fight for New York type mechanics because I mean look at what happened to Icon. Yeah. Yeah, that was that Aki had nothing to do with that. Exactly. And unfortunately I'd rather never have a single Def Jam sequel again if we don't have a good company putting together the mechanics that we've come to know and love. Yeah. So, um, uh, funny, funnily enough, that is just uh, what my next question were, uh, was going to be. Did you catch uh, that uh, that tweet by Def Jam about in which city a sequel to game should be set in last year? Oh, yeah, there was actually a number of posts that we have actually helped inspired that got them. Yeah, like I actually I, I not I cannot confirm this, but I would truly like to believe that the stir we have caused in the Def Jam community Mm-hmm. Um, because that's around the, when that time was really happening was when they started making those posts. They actually didn't just they didn't just make the post about asking if we made a sequel. You know, what city would you want to see it? And then they had to list the four different cities of Def Jam, Pfeiffer, and then place city name here. Um, yeah. But they also had a another thing. Um, they had like they had a silhouette um, that, that made that looked like a Def Jam fight for New York character model. And they had a mm. background, and they said would and it it looked like the fight for New York uh, case, you know, kind of deal. And they said, "What would you guys think of a remaster of Fight for New York?" So they have hinted out at both a remaster of Fight for New York as yeah. well as a true sequel to Fight for New York. Like they have actually yeah. made, I think I can think of probably around four, maybe five posts total they made in regards to both of these. Yeah. And I mean that's that's a big tease. Yeah, I really one, hope one, so. one one could only hope. And if if the people uh, at what is now Aki, a company called Sin Sophia, if they have you know if that's a, a, a pretty much a different kind of company, you know maybe they can get uh, the old the old uh, the old gang back together, the the old programmers for like a an impromptu uh, sort of. Uh, you know, studio like a temporary studio, just for like a project-based studio, just for this game only. Yeah, yeah. I one, could on, one could only hope. Like you said, the licensing is going to be super complicated. I bet if they want to do a remaster. Oh God, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, I maybe I really characters hope. will have to be cut, songs will have to be cut. Yeah, yeah like I, if they could make the remaster happen, like that would be. That would be a true dream come true because you know, like actually, because I, that will would really fuel your scene as well, of course. Yeah, like that's actually you know that's actually a funny thing. I want to actually know, referencing back to uh, the Catherine community here for a moment. Um, it was because of the Catherine competitive scene that actually helped make Catherine full body come out today recently. Like it only came out mm-hmm. in Japan. It's coming out in the U.S. later this year. But you know, like the competitive scene for Catherine helped basically show that there was, like, true passion, interest, and drive for this game. So not only did it help in the creation of Catherine Full Body becoming, you know, a real thing, but it actually gave them a huge emphasis on the in-game multiplayer for both online and local play for the game. Like, 
they, like they actually inspired the game developing company enough to really do leaps and bounds on a new game for their scene just because of how it's grown. And mm. if we could do the same for Def Jam, if Def Jam could inspire the devs to make a remaster with true netplay, maybe, you know, hell, I'll, I'll even say it right now. Give me DLC, you know, like straight up, like, let's see some stages. Let's see some characters. Let's see. Let's see all of those pointless song DLCs that, you know, only diehard hip hop fans are going to buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, I want to see this stuff. If we can make it happen, that would be a dream come true. That's you know we we could yeah we can only dream we can only hope but it would be it would be really cool if that would happen. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Did you ever play Def Jam Icon? By the way. <sighs> yes, <laughs> yes I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, what did you make of it? Uh, I've only had this reaction with a set number of games that have shattered my hopes and dreams for series I once loved. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> Def Jam Icon was as bad of an experience, if not worse, than what I had with Tenchu Z from the Tenchu series. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so Def Jam Icon, like, the, 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 it's not even, like, the same fighting game anymore. It just feels like a really clunky, I'm trying to punch you and grab you in really awkward fashions, let's dance to the beat and hit you with speakers music game. Like, I don't even know what I'm playing <laughs> anymore. It's really weird, yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, I think they, uh, I think it's very loosely based on the the boxing games Fight Night on their engine. Uh, <laughs> like it's it's not meant for that style. No, <laughs> something completely different. Maybe it has as much to do with uh, Def Jam Fight for New York as Def Jam Repstar has. So I mean, it's just <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I'm. Uh, like that game, like literally, when I was like Def Jam Icon, oh my god, they're remaking a new, they're making a new Def Jam game. Like I heard about it, I was so excited. I literally ran out and bought it the moment I heard about it, and then yeah. I got home, I put it in the console. My first reaction was, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, maybe the game will get better." I just, I just gotta give it a little time. I put like an hour into it. I'm like, I can't. I'm done. No. Yeah. So, and then immediately went back, sold the game, came home with, like, the most disappointed look. Yeah. This, yeah, and it, and it really, like, boggled, you know? It really, like, plays with your imagination. Like, oh, imagine a Def Jam sequel in, in HD, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, I yeah, just... I, I, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was, it was bad, like... That's why the Def Jam community refers to Icon as the game that does not exist. <laughs> because yeah. to us th like you say icon we're like no 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 don't don't curse oh, I'm us <laughs> I'm sorry for even bringing it up then. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is the game that haunts our dreams our you know nightmares like it haunts everything <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah it's been really cool to talk about Fight for New York once again almost now it's like maybe six, seven, maybe eight months after we did the uh, the, the podcast on Kenny Rins. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's really cool that we got to do this again. And thanks so much for doing this interview with me. 
Um, and now it's really that moment where the the stage is yours. It's uh, time to start plugging away with the plugging. So do your thing. Yeah. No. F- first off, thank you so much for having me here. Like, I'm really thankful and happy to have this opportunity. I mean, it's you know, it's really cool that you, know, you uh, wanted to do this, and you know, just it's just really awesome opportunity. Outside of that, um, if there's anything I wanted to say, well, first off, I mean, you know, if you want to know the people behind the Def Jam Fight for New York community, um, of course, there is myself and my brother, the Gatekeeper. We are the current top two players in the scene. We have designed the tier list, the meta, all that. Um, you can find us in the Def Jam Fight for New York Discord, which are you um by any chance going to be linking that um yeah we can i mean okay uh we we post this on our uh blog site as well and we can just in the description put a link to the discord if you're fine with that uh yeah no like please by all means i'll even give you one that uh you know doesn't time out or anything like that um so as many people that want to join can um the more the merrier happy to have as many people join as possible um, of course, nice. there is myself who's gone above and beyond to help promote it. And honestly, I'm happy to help people promote other scenes as well. Like I love to see these underknown games that people are really trying hard for and have a huge passion for. I love to see them grow, and yeah. I like to do what. Yeah, I that's can why. Do. That's why I find what I found so interesting. You know that uh, that when I got to speak to you, like just this game that maybe not a lot of people even know that there's a competitive scene for like yeah. there's such a huge passion and such a huge, huge uh drive behind it yeah well i mean you know and that's like you know before i continue on my shameless plugins here um yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> you know like that's actually something i want to note on i can't tell you how many times in gaming i hear people talk about you know it's impossible, it can't be done, can't do it, whatever, just mm. about whatever, and, you know, and the simple fact is, nothing and no one is holding you back other than you. If you got a passion for a game and you work hard enough to really make tech and meta for it, I mean, look at that Hokuto no Ken Fist of the North Star PS2 game. Um, yeah. You know, like, that's got a bumping scene for it. Um, yeah. You know, that uh, the CVS2, um, you know, fighter that people like, uh, base and alex jabaley loves so much um you know like it can be done you just have to work hard to do to find the tech to develop it and to promote the scene if you show the passion and drive for it people will follow outside of that on the actual learning the games and tech point look it's like i even said I I have like major motor skill issues in this hand. I'll be the first to say I can't operate a pair of nail clippers. Like I'm being completely honest. Like I've tried. I literally cannot. But mm. you know, I have honed my craft in gaming and I've worked hard at it. And if you want to be good at gaming, no one is stopping you other than you. You just gotta really push to figure this stuff out. Sometimes it's it really helps to have people to train against. I'll be the first to say that. Yeah. But you know, like, don't let anyone tell you that it can't be done, like, you know, including yourself. Just go for it. You love the game. You love what you're playing or trying to make big. Then really make something of it, even if it takes time. Just keep. Yeah, exactly. But continuing on with my uh, shameless yeah, sorry plugins. To, yeah. Just, no. Sorry to have interrupted the plugging. No, no, not <laughs> at all. No. Um, But uh, to continue my shameless plugins, um, 
So, you know, on top of that, you also have me for promoting games, I said. Uh, my Twitter is JoeyBagadonuts8. Please, by all means, uh, follow if you are interested in seeing my game content or, um, mm-hmm. you know, learning about Def Jam stuff, because that's my main take and forte on posting up people is uh, updates and Def Jam stuff. I also stream Def Jam as well as many other games on my Twitch, JoeyBagadonuts17. Um, on top of that... We also have other big names in the... We also have, um, you know, our very own BXA Jackal, you know, who's been a really big contributor in the scene. Um, He's also got his uh, Twitch channel, Watch the Armory. Um, He's got his uh, Twitter, Pretty Boy Jackal. Um, On top of that, um, you know, we also got other people in the scene like Argonrost, uh, JJ Mondo, which, I mean, if you're a fan of Unist or Jump Force, you know, definitely, uh, you know, give JJ a shout out for Jump Force or Argonrost for Unist. Of course, mm-hmm. we got uh, Chris, who's been the guy who's been hosting the tournaments and has kind of started this whole thing, as well as Artist Huggy Bear, who hosted the very first one. So, I mean, you know, I just wanted to give credit where credit is due to all these people, and we'll probably have links posted, which I'll happily help you out with um, if you want help getting these links together. For um, sure. So people yeah. can check out all this stuff, because, like, I am happy to say, Def Jam Fight for New York's community, it may be full of some hardcore shit talking as much as the characters in the game and their own intros and win- winning quotes, but I will be the first to say, you know, it is one of the coolest, most welcoming, friendly, just chill communities out there. Mm. And we're and that's all... how you build a scene, really, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, I've been in so many communities, and I'll be the first to say, my two, top two favorite FGC competitive communities, scenes out there, whatever, however you want to refer to them, are Def Jam Fight for New York and Catherine. Those communities... <laughs> are amazing the people are so friendly they are so willing to help you know the dice they're you know just it's just a really welcoming community where you can go and have a good time and not feel out of place and if you don't know the crap everyone will help teach you really cool so like you know i mean i i believe that uh that's all in the plugins, but uh, you know anyone who uh, heard this and is interested, you know I as I I stream, feel free to come check me out. Check out the Def Jam scene; I'd really appreciate it. Check out my Twitter. Uh, I'm also you know competitor uh, for Team uh, UBN currently, which is their acronym, but other uh, team is um uh, the team name is Unbroken. Um, I'm always looking to go to tournaments. I'm always looking for commentating gigs. I'm always, uh, I'm also apparently quite good at promoting. So, you know, anyone want to hit me up for that by all means, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty free these days by all means and hit me up. But, nice, uh, nice. you know, that, yeah. I think, I think that, uh, I think that covers all my shameless plugins. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Appreciate you letting yeah. me do that. <laughs> no worries whatsoever. So yeah, I mean, this has really been fascinating for me. Uh, I mean, in the uh, Kenny Rins podcast on Def Jam Fight for New York, we sort of described the game as a time capsule of sorts, you know, like lightning in a bottle, like a lot of elements sort of conspiring together to make this once-in-a-lifetime game. So it's been really fascinating for me to see that it actually does have legs, you know? And there, there yeah, maybe it's with with your, your scene around it growing, it might have been more might 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 even be more alive and in the minds of uh, more people than than ever before i would think so Uh, to be honest that's actually incredible 
Sorry. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. Th you know, thanks so much to to your efforts uh, as well. And um, I'm I'm really you know uh, I'm really going to follow you guys and uh, and I'll I'll be tuning in to uh, to the to CEO twenty nine uh, yeah two thousand and nineteen and see where all of this is going. I'm uh, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I appreciate that. And if there is uh, one other thing I would like to actually say on all of this, look, I know all of this has been probably wild to hear for anyone who has listened to all of this, but the truth be told, like, you need to join the scene or at least check it out to really see it, to believe it. Um, and for anyone who's interested in playing this game competitively or even just casually so you can school some old friends in the game, you know, like back in the day, uh, with this newfound tech, then, you know, by all means, just come check it out. Like, I, I actually personally try my best to teach everyone in the scene. I don't discriminate. I, I do actually try to teach everyone. Um, mm. So, by all means, like, people, uh, keep in mind, we have net play for this game. So feel free to check this out if you want to play this game over online. Like, you know, something we always dreamed of, but never had until yeah. recent times. Yeah. So Excellent stuff. Thanks so much, Joey. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks so much for doing this once again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. It's been a blast.